today on the Dental Experience Podcast. Let's talk about the history. The ADA has put out guidelines that says if you have an active lesion, you don't have to restore it. It's the first oral product to ever receive that designation from the FDA. It looks just like an old silver filling does if it's arrested. Let's talk about billing codes. Everyone's favorite thing to talk about, right? We probably have better opportunity if we went ahead and filed for a breakthrough therapy designation as a drug. As of January 1st of this year, 2021, there is a new code available. Stay tuned for a lot more information and research coming out. This. This. This is the Dental Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Vett. And welcome to another episode of the Dental Experience Podcast. This is the final episode of season three. I want to thank you all for listening to another season and the great feedback and interactions we've had so far. I'm excited to have an episode brought to you today by Elevate Oral Care. And and we're going to have a really important episode that's talking about some new and exciting things that are coming out. And I've got two very special guests with me, Steve Pardue and Haley Buckner. Steve and Haley, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Thank you. Now, Haley, I would love to start with you in a brief intro. Who are you and why are you excited to be here today? And then Steve will turn it over to you. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Haley Buckner and I'm a registered dental hygienist. And I'm also the professional relations manager for Elevate Oral Care. And I'm excited to be here today to share some of the exciting updates around silver diamond fluoride. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, and Steve, tell us about yourself. Uh, my name is Steve Pardue. I'm one of the managing members here at Elevate Oral Care. I spend most of my time in product development, um, product training, and also any developments in the preventive world as far as uh, preventive dentistry is concerned. I spent the past 20 years in preventive dentistry, before this with 3M SP and before 3M with Omni Oral Pharmaceuticals. So a long history in prevention and uh, looking forward to what we can bring here today. Great. Well, thank you both for the intro. And I'm excited because we have two very experienced people in dental, Steve, your background in dental uh, from a product standpoint and just working with so many different companies over the years is certainly impressive. And you have brought a lot to the industry. And I know today what we're going to talk about is exciting. Haley, you as a hygienist and just your your work to care for patients. So I love both the experiences and perspectives from the product and clinical side that we get to chat about today. So let's talk about the history. Let's just kind of chat about why we're here today and what exciting things Elevate has been working on and how it can benefit the the dental industry. Sure. Yeah. So um, as far as the history of silver diamine fluoride that you brought up in the beginning, you know, silver diamine fluoride has been around for several decades. It was first investigated from a dentist in Japan, Dr. Nishino, as part of her thesis at Osaka University. And I believe that dates back to around 1969. And she started um, looking to combine the antimicrobial properties of silver with the benefits of high-dose fluoride. Through this, she found that there was also a benefit that this occluded dental tubules and really relieved dental hypersensitivity. And so shortly after that, silver diamine fluoride was granted approval in Japan and was marketed in Japan for a long time as safaride. And then it's still uh, fairly new here in the United States. It gained clearance from the FDA back in August of 2014 as a class two medical device. Um, And it is FDA cleared here as a dental hypersensitivity treatment. But back in October of 2016, the FDA awarded Advantage Arrest, our silver diamine fluoride breakthrough therapy designation 
based on its arrest of dental decay in children and adults. And that breakthrough therapy designation was a really pretty big deal because it's the first oral product to ever receive that designation from the FDA. That's great. Now, let's talk about some of the, the maybe the indications that SDFs use for uh, commonly and like what type of patients and as a quick refresher, I know know most listeners are probably familiar with it, but we do have uh, non-clinical members on our, our episodes that listen. So let's talk about who should we even be talking about or thinking about when we're talking about silver diamine fluoride. So silver diamine fluoride can be used on patients of all ages and really patients of all risk levels. Um, you can use it for a number of different indications. It can be used to arrest decay. Uh, it can be used to treat sensitivity like we just talked about. It can be used as a liner under new restorations. It can even be used as an occlusal barrier like a sealant. And there's lots of great research and exciting new code that we're going to share today around using silver diamine fluoride for prevention, just site specifically at any high-risk sites that a patient may have for preventive benefits as well. So lots of great different indications to use it. That's great. And we talked a little bit about the FDA approval in 2014. I know who kind of looked at this in 2009 as a widely recognized as safe and effective. So Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you a little bit. Let's talk about the clearance through the FDA and what the FDA looks like and where you all are today at Elevate. Okay. The clearance through the FDA for silver diamine fluoride uh, took a little bit of time. Product was actually uh, originally contemplated by Dr. Peter Milgram and Dr. Mike Shirtcliffe. Uh, they were looking for ways to effectively treat managed care patient populations in their insurance system in the state of Oregon. Uh, this was one of the, the most cost-effective treatments that they knew about at the time, but it wasn't yet cleared through the FDA. So they worked to complete the toxicological studies, get the data in order, and make a submission to the FDA. Combining all that data and doing all those submissions took upwards of about seven or eight years. So it was a long path to gain clearance through the FDA. But it did gain, gain clearance as a dental hypersensitivity treatment. Then um, the data on silver diamine fluoride was so good, even in things on coating surfaces, such as occlusal surfaces to prevent tooth decay. Dr. Milgram and Elevate Oral Care looked at going back to the FDA to gain clearance as a sealant. But in speaking with them, we found that we probably had better opportunity if we went ahead and filed for a breakthrough therapy designation as a drug. We put together the filing work, submitted that to the FDA in 2016. They granted us breakthrough therapy designation. That means they'll help us fast track our clinical trials to gain clearance as a drug for caries to rest. So we've been in process for that for a number of years. We're actually um, nearing the wrap up of our phase three clinical trial. As soon as that's completed, we can compile the data, submit it to the FDA, and hopefully gain clearance as a, a caries arresting agent. So we're looking very much forward to that. That's exciting. That's a huge breakthrough, even as the FDA has classified it, a huge breakthrough technology that's really going to make an impact. So Haley, I'm going to turn it back to you and, and let's talk about billing codes. Everyone's favorite thing to talk about, right? Let's talk about the current coverage of existing billing codes and what it can be used for, the implications of Medicaid. And then we'll talk about if there's any holes in that, Steve. But first, Haley, let's, let's really just talk about kind of what, what the current codes are and uh, what the implications uh, of using those might be. Sure. Yeah. I would say the most common way to use silver diamine fluoride is to arrest these active lesions. And there's been a code available since January of 2016, um, which is the D1354 code. And the nomenclature for that code is that it is an interim carries arresting medicament application. So it's described as a conservative treatment on an active, non-symptomatic carious lesion by 
applying a caries arresting medicament and uh, without the mechanical removal of any sound tooth structure. And that is a per tooth code. Um, again, that became available back in 2016. And not long after, I, I believe, Steve, we saw Medicaid coverage within the first six months of that code being available. That's correct, yes. Okay, yeah. And since then, we've just seen um, the coverage grow. I mean, now we know that over half the state Medicaid programs are covering that D1354 code. And I believe we see about a third of private insurance plans covering that now as well. That's great. One of the, the downsides, and maybe you're getting to this, Haley, is the, the fact that it's only for existing lesions, that current code. Is that, that correct? That is correct. Yeah, that with that code specifically, that was the only way that you can um, really use that code um, when you're applying silver diamine fluoride. And there's a lot of great research out about the preventive benefits of silver diamine fluoride as well. And so that's one of the exciting updates that we want to share today is that as of January 1st of this year, 2021, there is a new code available. It is D1355. And um, that is a code that is available to be used. It's described as a caries preventive medicament application and is a per tooth code as well, just like the 1355. So this code is used for primary prevention or remineralization, and it does not include topical fluoride. So that includes silver diamine fluoride, as well as a couple other products like silver nitrate, thymol chlorhexidine varnish, as well as topical povidone iodine can be used with that code. That's great, Haley. And I think there's a lot of positive applications. And Steve, I want to chat with you more about that in just a second. But before we do, I want to pause and hear from our sponsors. You know, balancing the demands of the office with personal lives is tougher than ever right now, especially. One way to help make that easier is by working with a lab partner that you can count on. Trident Dental Labs offers a full range of services, and they have more than 30 years of experience helping doctors throughout the entire U.S. They work hard to be a complement to your practice and not add stress to your day, and we know how important that is. Their cloud-based account portal, it gives you 24-7 access to make scheduling pickups and tracking cases simple and fast. Plus, their technical support team is standing by seven days a week if you have any questions or, or run into some trouble. Now is the time to upgrade your dental lab experience. Plus, for a limited time, Dental Experience podcast listeners, that's you, you can write the code Dental Experience on your first case and you can save up to $50. Simply visit tridentlab.com slash D-E-P for more details. That's tridentlab, T-R-I-D-E-N-T-L-A-B.com slash D-E-P, as in the Dental Experience Podcast. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. And Steve, I've got a question for you. We were just talking about before the break uh, about the new acceptance of a dental billing code. And I don't even know what that's like. That seems like it's a big undertaking, but the implications are, are massive and have a huge impact on, on patient benefit and patient care, uh, as well as the way a practice can, can bill. So could you talk about the application process of D1355 and talk about how long it took to get accepted and all of that? Absolutely. Uh, we'll start with the code itself. D1355 was a, was a great improvement in the use of silver diamine fluoride and a few other medicaments as well. Silver nitrate would fit in that category. Povidone iodine products would fit in that category. Thymol chlorhexidine groups would fit in that category. So it's not just limited to silver diamine fluoride. It's really filling a gap for use of any of these materials that can be used applied to high-risk surfaces that don't yet have lesions, but you are very prone to gang lesions. 
So it's a, it's a gap that a typical fluoride code wouldn't fit and the existing D1354 wouldn't get. Uh, getting new CDT codes through the coding committee can be a process that takes uh, anywhere from months to years. In a couple other examples, fluoride varnishes hit the market in the United States in about 1997 or 8. It took until 2006 for a code to be put in place for D1206 for fluoride varnishes. In contrast to that, silver diamine fluoride was introduced in the market in 2015, and by 2016, we had an insurance code for D1354. Uh, the difficult thing with the D1354 and D1355 is silver diamine fluoride is a bit of a departure from traditional dentistry. This is the first time that the ADA has put out guidelines that says if you have an active lesion, you don't have to restore it. In fact, you can apply silver diamine fluoride and you should offer it as an option to your patients. That's a big step and a big departure. So sometimes it takes some time for uh, dentistry and insurance coding to catch up to those trends and the research to support it. And in this case, it happened very quickly with D1354. It took about two years with D1355 and two attempts to get through the CDT coding group. But it does provide a lot of opportunities for clinicians in the general dental marketplace. You can use this on occlusal surfaces, smooth surfaces, pediatric teeth, adult teeth, and apply this to any at-risk surface after the use of a diagnosis code for high risk, which is D0603. So once that high-risk code is applied to that patient, you can apply this to any tooth surface you deem to be at risk. So it's a great, great step forward in prevention. The product does not stain in those applications, so you don't have to worry about discolorations unless there's an existing lesion that you weren't able to see because it was so small and so minute. So it's fantastic. And the application process is extremely simple. Simply dry the surface, apply the silver diamine fluoride, allow it to soak in on that surface for about 60 seconds, and then blot it dry with a 2 by 2 or a cotton roll. So very easy to use. That's great. And, and just for clarification, the D1355 is in fact different than the D1354. So you're not replacing that. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. This is an addition to, um, and they do cover different applications of material. So can they be used at the same time um, or at the same visit in the same patient? Or how does that work? Uh, they can be used at the same appointment on different surfaces. So okay. if you have an existing lesion on one tooth, you can use D1354 and high-risk prevention on a different tooth, D1355. You can also use those in conjunction with D1206 or other fluoride codes as well. Using one doesn't rule the other out. Okay, that, that makes sense. Now, one of the big things in anything when it comes to dentistry or, or medicine or, or sciences, is there supporting research? And so, Haley, I would love to hear from you as uh, on the clinical side and then Steve from you on kind of the product side. What, what's the supporting research behind this and what about research for other indications? Yeah, absolutely. There is all sorts of research out on silver diamine fluoride and all of the different ways that it can be utilized. Um, as far as some of the other ways that it can be utilized, there was a recent study where researchers from a Texas A&M University they were looking to back up observational reports of gingival health improvement that is seen following these SDF applications, whether that was for caries arrest or prevention. So they conducted a study, a smaller study of 25 geriatric patients who had active gingivitis, and they applied silver diamine fluoride advantage arrest specifically to both the labial and buccal surfaces of the teeth, and they saw significant improvement in the gingival health of the 
active, where the advantage rest was applied versus the placebo. So um, we're now starting to see not only these heart tissue solutions with silver diamine fluoride, but we're also seeing a, a great positive effect on soft tissue as well. That's great. Are there other areas, Haley, and I think you just sort of hit on it, where, where you've seen SDF being used? And you hit on some of it, but are, are there any others? Um, yeah, so uh, one that both Steve and I kind of mentioned as well was um, using the silver diamine fluoride as an occlusal barrier, so very similar to a sealant which is a really great and unique application. You know, oftentimes sealants are done in children as we're starting to see permanent teeth come in. Um, so not necessarily so much in primary teeth, but we're seeing where children will have primary teeth with active decay or these deep pits and fissures. So silver diamine fluoride can be applied to occlusal surfaces. And, and as long as it's reapplied every six months, it can act as an occlusal barrier because that application of the silver diamine fluoride creates antimicrobial tooth structure. So bacteria is not colonizing there and it's not demineralizing that. So by continuously reapplying every six months, it'll do a very similar job as an occlusal sealant does um, in the fact that it acts as that occlusal barrier. So there's some great research out on that. And then as far as caries arrest, you know, lots of decades old research on that. And then also around the preventive uses of silver diamine fluoride as well. That's great. Now, uh, we, we talked a little bit about kids. Are there any other common populations or patient groups where it's used? Uh, patient populations can actually be any patient. I think some of the initial groups that were quick to jump on board with silver diamine fluoride used for pediatric dentists for the uncooperative kids, um, pre-cooperative kids, as some might, might say. But it, it absolutely is a great option for pediatric patients. Assisted living facilities have jumped on board quickly. Many of those patients can't leave the facility to go get care, and this can be done in their facility. Public health facilities and now general dentistry is jumping on board. So I, I think it's patient populations all across the board. Many patients don't mind having a, an arrested lesion with a discoloration in the back areas of their mouth and the posterior teeth. It looks just like an old silver filling does if it's arrested. And if it's used in a preventive fashion, like for D1355, there's no stain at all. So it, it can really be for any population. That's great. Well, this has been super exciting. and I love innovation. I love taking things and taking science and taking research and figuring out new ways to improve patient care and make practices more efficient. So I love all, all that you are doing at Elevate and just the way you're, you're making a difference. So what, uh, what specific or any closing remarks that you have for the listeners here that they should know about the developments that you've done? Uh, I think just stay tuned for a lot more information and research coming out on silver diamine fluoride. We've got that phase three clinical trial that will be finishing up in the next year. So there'll be some great data coming out of that. There are always new research articles coming out on different uses that we've not heard about before. For example, some recent articles talk about its use for improving gingival health. There are numbers of different things that are being looked at right now. And most importantly, the current thing that I would say look for is the D1355 ADA Guide to Reporting Carries Preventive Medicament Application. You can just go online and search for that, and you'll be able to find it very easily. But it'll, it'll walk you through all of the steps of using this new code. That's great. Well, I appreciate both of your times today. How do people get in touch with you to ask questions? How do they find research based on things we've talked about or even products to bring this into their own practice? Uh, of course, visit our website, elevateoralcare.com. There are plenty of information uh, pages there, lots of downloads. And if there's specific information or research that you're interested in, give us a call. 
we'll be happy to provide information and email packets of research out to you, provide any support that we can, or request a staff meeting, and we'd be happy to come into your practice. That's awesome. Well, Haley and Steve, I want to thank you so much for for being on this episode. And as always at the Dental Experience Podcast, we strive for five. We strive for providing you education, providing you new insights, new innovations. And I think we've heard that here today. And I am uh, excited for what is to come. I want to thank you all for being loyal for three seasons. We're now in over 25 countries and with regular listeners, thousands of listeners a week, and over 40,000 subscribers on our email list to get our episodes. I am just so grateful and thankful for each one of you. And we look forward to our, our next season in season four. Thank you for tuning into the Dental Experience Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dental Experience Podcast. For show notes, to ask a question, or for more information, visit www.thedentalpodcast.com. The ideas discussed during this episode are the opinions of the participants and do not serve as legal, financial, or clinical advice. Until next time, this is the Dental Experience Podcast.